Welcome to the show. Um, this is going to be kind of a mini episode. Uh, we had the chance to uh, interview a couple people associated with the new independent film, Hunter, um, Mr. Jason Kellerman and David Tarleton, and um, got to chat with them about the beginning of the movie, the making of it, what's happened since. Um, it's been in some film festivals, it's already won some awards, um, and the release, the, I guess, on-demand release is on February 12th, so it's coming up soon. So I uh, had a chance to chat with them. Uh, I was the only one that could get on the interview, unfortunately, so it's just me. So if you hate my voice, you're not going to like the interview very much. But uh, after this, we'll have uh, Jason and David uh, to talk about the movie Hunter. <laughs> Right, so welcome to the show um, tonight or today, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, we have a um, special interview we've got going on. Uh, there's a uh, new independent, I want to call it hard horror. There's horror elements. It's a thriller. It's action. Uh, definitely has some horror elements, but it's called Hunter. And um, tonight we have the director. Um, he did some stuff post. We have the writer. He's one of the actors on, you know, with a independent movie. A lot of the guys wear a lot of hats in the, uh, on the set. So, uh, Jason Kellerman and David Tarle- Tarleton, I told you I was going to put Tarleton, Tarleton, uh, are here today <laughs> to talk about, uh, their movie Hunter. Um, Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're so, we're so happy to hop on with you tonight. Yeah. Um, they sent me the link uh, about a month ago, and I got to watch it. And um, not to bash anybody else, but out of a lot of the requests we get for movie reviews, is one of the better ones that I'd seen. So, well, awesome! Yeah, Thank well, you. That's very yeah. sweet. I appreciate. It. I'm glad you liked it, man. We yeah, had a good time. It's cool to cool to be able to pick you guys' brain about it. So, this one, you know, the first question is always just kind of a real softball question, but. Um, I guess both of you kind of introduce yourselves and then maybe give like a two minute spiel, like a little bit of your background and, uh, you know, uh, for people that don't know you from, from, you know, John Doe. Absolutely. Uh, Go ahead, David. Uh, sure. Uh, so I'm David Tarleton and I was the director of Hunter and I'm one of the producers of Hunter and wore many other hats on the project. Um, so I live in Chicago now. I used to live in Los Angeles. I'm from Virginia originally. Uh, I have family in the Nashville area, so that makes us practically relatives. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I'm a filmmaker, a, a producer, director, editor. I used to work in LA. I also teach. I'm a faculty member at Columbia College Chicago and the head of the graduate programs there in, in uh, filmmaking. So. That's me in a very brief nutshell. Very cool. And yeah, in the South, that makes us cousins or something. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Spectacular. Uh, Well, my name is Jason Kellerman. Um, I uh, I wrote Hunter. I'm one of the executive producers. uh, And I play the man himself, Hunter Van Elsen, in the the movie. Uh, And my wife is from Tampa, which is part of the South. So I, you know, I suppose that I, my Southern cred is that I'm, I'm Southern in law, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, which is good. Um, but what about me? I went to Northwestern for acting and screenwriting. Um, I, uh, since then I've been a working actor, uh, for coming up on a decade, I do on when I'm on stage, I do a lot of Shakespeare stuff. Um, and I obviously write for film 
Um, and yeah, so a couple indies under my belt, a couple TV show spots. I'm in a lot of theater work. I, I, lo- I now live in New York City. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is for Jason. Um, how long did it take to complete the story? Was it something, you know, was it a passion project? You've been working on it for decades or did it come together quickly? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, so uh, it first started out um, about two years before we actually started fundraising. It's just this short uh, a short film that I'd written um, based on an argument with a friend. And I'm about to go into spoiler territory. Um, so anybody who doesn't want spoilers, just skip the next 20 seconds uh, about. Um, but I got into an argument with a friend uh, about the show. And this is the spoilery part because we're about to give away a twist in the movie. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, he really wanted me to watch it. Uh, his argument being it's one of the best things out there of the genre. And we got into a bit of an argument about how um, even in superhero movies or any time you have a story about a little guy going up against something big and scary, they always give that person a lot of resources um, as well as like a secret identity like home life. And the thing is, is about like fighting things that go bump in the night is if all, what they're really good at is killing things. Then if you had like a house and a Facebook and were Googleable, they would just come and kill you. Um, and, I, and I believe I said to, to be effective, you couldn't have any of that. You'd have to have no support. You'd essentially have to kind of be off the grid or homeless. And I remember there's just sort of a pause in the conversation. And my buddy kind of laughed and said, hey, I'd watch that movie. Um, and so I wrote a short. Uh, and from from that point to a feature length script, it was about it was about a year and a half. Um, <clears throat> and then to get it to the shape that uh, it was pretty close to what we ended up shooting um, was about another year during which we were fundraising and we were still making little tweaks all the way up until production. Um, so, you know, I mean like not, not a decades long thing, uh, but definitely was cooking for quite a while, a couple of years. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, this kind of piggybacks into what you're just talking about. Um, so there's some it's pretty heavy topics in the movie. I, I wasn't really, um, you, you know, I, I kind of knew there was going to be a horror element, obviously us being a horror podcast and right. stuff, but, um, you know, touches on homelessness, uh, addiction, home invasion, obviously there's, you know, the super supernatural element. Right. Um, what you, you touched on Buffy. I mean, what was the inspiration? Did you pull any of this from, you know, your life experience or was it just stuff you saw on TV or did you just come to you in a dream like what were some of the you know we mentioned Buffy but what were some of the inspirations for the for the film no of course um <clears throat> it's a it's a good question you know honestly the initial premise did come out of that just sort of discussion and after that I started to really kind of dig into it imaginatively I mean I actually spent some time while I was writing for a couple months I volunteered at a soup kitchen uh, just to get a sense of what these these uh, men and women's what their lives were like because um, I figured if I was going to write something and maybe end up playing it that I really wanted to do it justice and usually you know people tend not to end up on the street for no reason there's usually some tragedy or um, you know sometimes it's just really bad circumstances um, I think we all like to think that you know, if someone ends up in that position, they definitely did something to deserve it. My experience was the exact opposite. Um, and with yeah, that, it's usually not their choice. Right, right exactly. And, and very, and often, at least, you know, for the people that I talked to, um, you know, it was very understandable. They got into too much medical debt because they were trying to support a family member and eventually the bills just got too much and they couldn't pay rent and like, you know, all kinds of stuff. So um, really, I'd say those experiences in kind of getting out in the world and doing the research 
uh, are what shaped some of the darker themes because I figure that you know the only way to make Hunter being homeless work and not read as a punchline, which is something that I think would have done a disservice to the film as well as you know the people who are in that position um, who I met was to to try to do the psychological torment that he's going through to do that justice and make it make sense why this character would be on the street and kind of really isolated and trying to keep himself away from everybody. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm well, Side note to that. We actually ended up filming as one of the locations, um, the exterior of the, the shelter soup kitchen <laughs> that, which was a surprise to Jason. You know, we were, we had been scouting all these different locations and, yeah, uh, we're like, you know what? We're we think we're going to shoot here, and and it was and Jason was like, wait, what? Uh, I, I spent months there, <laughs> so it's very that awesome. Was, wow. That was a crazy part. Yeah, the outside of the shelter that Hunter ends up in is oh, we didn't use the internal space; we shot that somewhere else. But the the external space is the actual soup kitchen that I I volunteered at for a while, um, which wow. <laughs> which was a hell of a surprise on the day because I didn't know until we got there. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool that you you definitely you know dove into it and just didn't you know dial it in and I mean, got real life experiences behind it. So, David, I forgot about that man. That's this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, the never ending surprises. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for David, um. So how did um how did you get involved with the project? Um. Have you known Jason for a long time or, you know. Did you answer an ad in the one ads? Like how did, how did you get involved with the project? Well, I don't even know. Now I've known thing. Jason for a long time. <laughs> uh, Cause we've been working on this project for a long time. For a while. Um, <laughs> for a while. Um, but no, actually it, um, we were originally connected through a mutual friend, Patrick Holland. So um, my wife, Adri and I uh, have a production company together and make stuff um you know, sort of regularly. And Patrick actually reached out to Adria originally and said, you know, I, I have this friend, this brilliant young actor who's written wow. a, a script and can you take a look at it? And um, both Adria and I ended up taking a look at it and sort of talking to Jason about it. And um, I, I don't know. I think we just really clicked. And I, I met um, Morgan, um, uh, he was in Los Angeles. I mean, in fact, the whole time we were shooting, Morgan was commuting back and forth between LA and Chicago. Yeah. And I was in Los Angeles that summer producing and directing a television series called Dark Secrets. So it's all, you know, very much in the, in the genre. And, um, and, and it just clicked. We all um, sort of were on the same page for how we saw this film working. And, um, decided to work together you know the rest many years later is history yeah okay no I, over sushi i believe if i remember it right in la i think it was yeah i think it was <laughs> nice i actually just had sushi so oh, nice. there you go <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with that story but anyways. <laughs> um well cool so um as far as the and i guess this is uh the the actors themselves but um some of the previous credits for the actors involved include the shape of water chicago fire chicago pd and then shiva baby um so for a lot of compared to a lot of indie you know quote-unquote indie films uh this wasn't a typical um 
you know, talent casting by any means. Um, what was the casting process like? Was it just calling in favors or again, the one ads? Uh, how, how did the cast come to come about? So my wife, Adria Dawn, was actually the casting director. You know, we sort of kept it all in the family. And uh, she also uh, does a wonderful job as uh, Sybil, um, who's a character in the film, uh, which was really cool. So she actually got to, uh, you know, Adrian's been an actress for, and is a wonderful, brilliant actress is, uh, around Chicago and, um, you know, and, and done some big stuff, especially on TV, I think, David, right? I mean, she. Yeah, she, TV, but features too. But yeah, she, she's had a long TV career. Right. Um, and so she got to cast some of the people that she worked with, which was awesome. I mean, I'd imagine, you know, um, and, and our cast was stellar. It was really, really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's really incredible about making a project like this in Chicago is Chicago is a wealth of incredibly talented actors. I mean, this is definitely an actor's town. And, we, you know, the majority, the vast majority of the cast were local to the Chicago area, um, in, including Jason at the time when we shot it. Yeah. Um, and then Nick Searcy, of course, we brought in. But uh, the majority of the cast was Chicago and the Chicago area based. Right. And I remember, like, so the way we did casting decisions, and actually most decisions throughout is, you know, there were, there were kind of three of us who um, – there was me and Morgan who were both EPs, uh, the executive producers and David. And for casting, I remember we, uh, we essentially, first off, we agreed on almost everything and we'd always try to come to consensus. That was kind of our modus operandi is, absolutely okay, what can we all agree on? What can we all feel good about? And then like in the rare occasion that we couldn't get on the same page about something, we'd vote and two out of three won. So, it, you know, there was never a point where we were at a stalemate um, decisions got made pretty efficiently actually um but I, I remember like when rachel walked into the room david i, th I think about 10 seconds oh. into her interview we looked at each other and and for, as a writer it was, it was weird for me because i was like did you i seemed like she walked right off the page it was uh, it, there was no question as soon as she walked around like well that's dan if we can get her you know <laughs> she was, oh absolutely rachel is such a star yeah. and um yeah instantly we knew she just nailed it she just embodied the character she got it just absolutely lovely you, you know, the, the longest conversation we had about casting was about um, Lee and Bo. It, you remember that, Jason? We, right. We had yeah. like a two and a half hour long conversation about deciding whether we were going to cast Lee or Bo for this one role. And we ended up saying, you know what, we need to rewrite the other role and cast both of them. Yep. <laughs> so Lee and Bo, by the way, are there Peter and Paul, kind of the the two uh, the two bad guys who are um, in charge of Luke. Right. They're, well, that's that's kind of cool when you can kind of uh, mold the story around the talent. You know, um, you don't always want to do that, but when you can do it and it makes sense to the story, that's that's always cool. Yeah. Oh, it, it took us two hours of debating to come to it. And they were like, oh, my God, how did it like this is the best idea. Well, and they were amazing together as a team. It was funny because initially I'd written it like there was kind of one smart, slick vamp who was like the brains. And there was another one who was the brawn. Um, and we couldn't really find somebody who, yeah, we felt, saw a lot of brilliant actors, but nobody who really like struck a chord. Um as strongly for the big brawny dude. I'm um, not that we didn't see brilliant people. It just like quite did, didn't quite resonate. Um, and then we saw, we had these two for the other one and uh, Bo kind of brings this really kind of frenetic, almost kind of like crazy feral energy to it. Um, and Lee is much more kind of slick and smooth. And so we just realized that those could be, 
you know, are, are <laughs> might as well, as opposed to picking between the two, um, why not have both? And I actually think it worked out really well. They're, they're quite the pair. Um, although even now it's funny because during the editing process and most opposed, I mean, I wrote the damn thing and I, I forget which is Peter and which is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see where are we at here. Okay. Um, so was the, it, it, it was, it was shot in Chicago then, I guess. Yes. One yeah, all shot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, Chicago and the surrounding area. I mean, like the, there was a little bit shot in the suburbs and we shot a little bit in Evanston, which is right next to Chicago and things like that. But yeah, they're all shot in the Chicago area, mostly downtown in the West Loop and the South Loop. Got it. Well, that was part of the next question, but um, how long was the shoot, I guess, from the, like when you actually got in the process of filming it and um, what was the budget? If you can tell me, I don't know if that's impolite to ask or not. Oh, well, as, as the executive producer, uh, you know, I I will say that we did shoot under SAG ultra low budget, um, which caps out at around 250 K. Um, and we were somewhere in the middle to high range of that. Um, but that's kind of all we're releasing in terms of information, just cause we're, you know, we have our U S distribute U S Canada distribution partner, but it's a smart move not to always say what your budget is, um, when you're negotiating distribution deals. And we're still kind of in talks with a couple of people, right. international stuff. So, yeah, makes sense. Um, but as far as the shoot goes, you know, I, I teach full time, you know, I'm a professor and, um, so we were shooting weekends in January and February. And by the way, we were shooting during the polar vortex. So the same kind of crazy, ridiculous weather that hit the country last week was what we were shooting in when we filmed this thing. I mean, the, the, what did we have, like minus 20 wind chills and stuff like that? So yeah, it, was, it, was, so it wasn't quite as... It was rough. It wasn't like the surface of Mars, but like the air temperature was minus 10, the, the wind chill was minus 20, and like we were shooting outdoors at night. Which, like, is a testament to just how badass, you know, Chicago crew and cats are because, you know, they're all out there with us. But, like, it was real cold. <laughs> Very- we were lucky nobody lost a toe. I, I had some re- – I'm like, oh, no, man. Somebody's going to get frostbite. Um, but, but anyway, so we were shooting, like, three-day weekends uh, through January and February into March. And then uh, over spring break, we shot – you know, 10 days in a row or whatever. So um, what was the total number of days? Like 28 days, 29 days? Something yeah, like that. I think with that. with pickups ended up being 40, but actual principal production, it was it was closer to like low 30s. Um, and then Morgan was, uh, again, because Morgan was on set as one of the EPs, he would fly out Thursday night and I would go and pick him up from the airport uh, and he would get in at like, you know, 11-ish because he's flying from California and it's a six-hour flight. And we would get like, four hours of sleep and then get up at five uh, and one of us would drive the equipment truck um, and go to set and shoot for 12 hours. Uh, And we did that for six weeks straight. So (laughs) it was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with, with indie stuff and, you know, like David was saying, I mean, he's, he's a professor and everybody has other jobs. You don't always have the luxury of just blocking out 21 straight days. You know, it's two days here, two days there. Or I guess like you guys did it, you know, every weekend for two months and then a long 10 day stretch or whatever. So, um, 
So I guess it's you just kind of adapt to everyone's schedule. Yeah, that was a large part of it. You do what you got to exactly. do. You know, I more because David worked full time. My, my schedule, I was working as a personal trainer at the time. It was my day job as an actor. And so I was a little flexible, but like Morgan had to keep his job. So he used up all his vacation days flying out on Fridays, you know, or Thursday nights to, and be gone on Fridays. Uh, and, and by the way, the fact that Jason was a personal trainer allowed him to get crazy ripped for this film. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, the, the scenes of you with your shirt off, you're, you're looking pretty good, Jason. It's actually kind of depressing because, like, I still, I mean, I still try to stay in good shape. But, like, every time that I watch the film out of my room, I'm like, oh, man. You know, because, like, I got down to, you know, I, I did mixed martial arts for a long time, Um, you know, uh, and the workout regimen that I designed for myself, because I knew how to do it, was, like, two hours a day, five days a week, a lot of the cardio, like, low carb, like, for, like, three months. And so I got down to my fighting weight Um, from when I was much younger, early 20s. I, I did a little bit of, like, not professional, not televised, but, like, mixed martial arts and, and uh, tournaments and that kind of stuff. I got down to 155, and I'm almost six feet tall, Um, but I started out at about 175, one. <laughs> between 175 and 180 um so it was a lot a lot a lot of gym time for this thing yeah and then he had we made him work really hard you know the the overnight when we shot all the mixed martial arts stuff from the beginning sequence we shot all of those fights in one overnight and 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 we just did take after take of, of jason just getting slammed around and there was a point at which Jason came up to me. You know, we're this is the middle that we've been we've been shooting. You know, we're in the third fight scene or whatever it was, and he's like, um, "David, I, I I got like two more takes in me, uh, that, that, and then I'm done. I can't do this anymore." You know, I could I just looked at his eyes. I'm like, "Oh, he's, I'm just gonna break him if I do. Like, we're just gonna." Have to yeah, I was I was slightly busy. I wanted to make sure he did the fight career well. Um, like you know, and accurately. Uh, and then the best part. You're probably lightly concussed. Maybe a little bit, yeah. So. yeah Wouldn't would have been the first time, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and we're uh, our third fighter is this guy named uh, Matt Paul, who actually has gone on. Like He, he was uh, semi-pro when like we filmed, and now he's a professional MMA fighter. He's called Matt the Monster Paul. Uh, you can look him up. Nice guy, sweet guy. Um, crazy stories about like his his record when he was on our in our film was like sixteen and one. You know what I mean? He was just like this insane beastly dude. Six four, two twenty, solid as a rock. Yeah, huge, just this huge monster. And, and sweet man, but like just gigantic. And so I remember like I, it was getting towards the end. You know, we were like hour 10 of filming all these fights and like all the other fighters only had one. I had three in a row, you know, <laughs> and uh, and Matt Paul, there's this there's a scene and where he slams, you know, his character slams Hunter down into the ground and we were doing it. You know, I mean, not not to the point where you would actually do it if you were fighting, but, you know, a real solid prep fall. I mean, I started to get a little dizzy. So at one point I was, I think that's when I came up to you, David. I'm like, David, I don't have any more of these. Ibby, man, we got we to gotta finish <laughs> this up here. And then I went over to Matt um, and I was like, hey, Matt, I think we got the slam. Like, David, we get the slam. We have the slam. Okay, cool. So maybe we just like slow down for the slam. And this dude, you know, and again, 220 and I'm 150. We we get through the fight. We're doing it full bore, you know, full speed. He picks me up and, I, and like starts to throw me at the ground. And I'm like, oh, no, here it comes. And then about six inches before the ground, we just slow down and he gently sets me down. And I had a moment of like, oh, my God, just, you're so strong. Like it was it, it was it was pretty. It was <laughs> like dropping a t- like a tiny. Yeah, just very gently laid me. Like it was it was pretty impressive. I was I was like. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, Matt Paul's a beast. Um, you know, watch his fights. <laughs> that's that's crazy that that those were shot at like the middle of the night. That's just 
I can't do anything in the middle of the night anymore. Well, you know, it's not just that. So the the all of the MMA stuff we actually shot in a gym, like a like a gym gym, like fifteen feet away from the cage we were in were like exercise machines. And the reason you can't see it is we filled the place with so much smoke and we just lit it in such a way that you couldn't tell that, you know, right behind the crowd there is, is you know, a Nordic track. <laughs> right. And, and then the best part is, is, you know, we started out because a lot of people support the project friends and stuff like came out to be extras, but people will be extras till like two, three in the morning. They're not going to be extras till six in the morning. So like as the night went on, it became like, okay, right. everybody who's still here, please move so that you are directly behind, you know, in front of the camera. So it looks like, you know, so we can't see the Nordic tracks through the general murk that we created with the smoke machine. It was well, and but by the end, the the crowd was entirely yeah, made up. yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're very excited. It was the last night of shoot, the shoot. Like that was the, that was the very last things we were shooting, and so everyone was just excited. I remember the the assistant director at one point like ripped off his shirt and was running around without a shirt on. I'm like, man, you're sp- you're yeah. the audience. You gotta have some clothes on. <laughs> Nate was super into it. Man. Nate was really into it. Yeah, it was pretty oh, good. That was awesome. A little, uh, little movie. Yeah, sequence. exactly. I mean, you know, you do what you got to do. But like, uh, the point is, is that we, we, somehow, you know, the the thing about like the the level we were working at is we had enough resources together, really make some cool stuff happen, but like not enough to do it like comfortably, right? So it it was kind of this game of like, okay, what can we get away with, and what can we get done given how comparatively for film, like how little we're working with and still make this look good. Um, and I think by and large, we, we did a pretty good job. I'm really pretty happy with, you know, of course, as, as the, the creator of it, you always see like, you're like, oh, that's could have been better. But like, I, I think that generally speaking, we sell it pretty well, which is good. Yeah, and I, I would not have guessed um, that that was the budget that you guys at it for hey it's what we like to hear that's the best thing <laughs> that's the best thing you could say to especially as a producer man that's that's what i love to hear so thank you for that yeah yeah our, our budget was less than like the craft services budget you know like the snacks budget on a big right. you know like yeah the, the, the avengers spend more money on ho-hos <laughs> than our entire budget so. yeah seriously um, I, uh, I was involved with a film with my buddy. We did the story and then it got financed and it got made. And that was a, that was about the budget for that one too. And, uh, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of like what, uh, what Jason was just saying. It's kind of like, well, that's not exactly what we were going for or I kind of wanted, you know, but, but I mean, we, we didn't have any say over it. like directors came in and did it and it was their vision and stuff like that. But, um, it's really, uh, it's really interesting to see how fast that money will live. Oh, <laughs> will go, you know? yeah. Um, so, um, but anyways, um, well, speaking of, you know, the production and everything, uh, and both of you can answer if it's different, but, um, what was the biggest challenge of the shoot, uh, and, or getting the film made? Um, if any, like one thing or whatever. You go first. I want to hear your answer for this. Well, (laughs) I'm going to, well, look, there's, it it was all hard, but you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pick a night, because you know, we, we did a lot of night shoots on this. 
this was the first weekend of the shoot. I think this was literally our third mm-hmm. shooting day. And it was the polar vortex, and we were shooting in an, in this alley. I mean, it looks gorgeous, right? But what? So two things happened this night that were tough. Well, besides the fact that you know it's minus twenty degrees, and people are you know um, getting <laughs> the actors are making cold, fire so that they could sit around it. Like it was pretty cold. Like it was a cold night. We had we had tents and cars and stuff for people to warm up in, but there's just no warming up when it's negative ten. No, no, no. Um, but but we shot most of this with two cameras, and one of the cameras was sitting in its case against something that looked to everyone like a wall. But it turned out that wasn't a wall. It was actually like a hidden um, like garage entrance. And as we're shooting the shot, somebody comes out, out of it with their car and drives over the camera. And like drags it halfway down the street. We're like, what's up? <laughs> so there was that. The brand new camera that I'd gotten for Christmas, the third day of it ever being used. So anyway, <laughs> um, so there was yeah, that. And then the same, later that same night, uh, I'm shooting Jason uh, in the alley. Like I was holding the camera and, and getting the shot. And it was so cold that, you know, there was like this layer of, of packed in snow on top, but immediately under was a thick layer of black ice. And so I'm hand holding this shot and I slip on the ice and I start going down. And the first thought through my mind is, oh, no, I can't break the camera or else the shoot is done. Oh, this is as I'm flying through the air. And then uh, I slam my knee into the ground, and somehow or other I'm able to save the camera. Uh, my, I can still feel weather changes in my knee, but the camera was fine, and we we got the shot done. <laughs> that that night was, was definitely a that challenge. was a pretty tough night. Um, man, my answer. So I have to say too that as much as I'm about to complain about all the stuff that we did, um, well, not all of it, but some specific stuff about uh, you know our production <laughs> making this film at at the heights of this were the best time I've ever had in my life. Cause there was something is awesome. Oh, it was like incredible. we got these ridiculous locations and Nick Cersei's on set. We were doing these awesome fights and the scenes are going well. Like it just, it was really, really good stuff. So um, my answer is two part. The, the hardest part of production itself was actually for me the fourth day. So the next weekend, because we had an equipment van breakdown about five hours before uh, we were supposed to be cameras up, um, which is to the point where like you're not going to cancel, and if you cancel and don't pay people, you know they're not going to show up for the next day after that, just because like you know they have to make a living too, and I would never want to do that. Um, but uh, it basically meant that we were going to be out the cost of a shooting day just because we couldn't shoot without the equipment, you know. Um, and we were nine miles away from where we needed to be with this broken down van, so it's like eleven o'clock at night. I'm hopping into the equipment van to go get Morgan from the airport and we're going to drive it down to the south side of Chicago, park it outside the bar we're shooting at. Do you remember this, David? Do you know what I'm talking about here? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I do. Yeah. I don't know how you did this. I don't know it was how pretty you awesome. survived this. <laughs> so, like, I found out yeah, about we this didn't, later. Yeah, we, we, we actually, I think we told you like at lunch because like we wanted to, <laughs> we were so frazzled, we wanted to get cameras up and make sure everything was rolling first. So um, right. I get, you know, I get the, the equipment man dropped off by uh, Dan DeFore, who is one of our associate producers um, and a great guy and did a lot for our production. Um, and I run inside to get a jacket and leave it running for a second, come back out, and the van is dead. Like dead, 
when I when I start to turn it over and it's cold out, but like like it no clicks, no nothing. The lights won't turn on, the clock is off, like it is just gone, like it like an EMP went off, it's just dead. And so I, of course, start freaking out. It's around 1130 at night. I don't know any of my neighbors well enough to like knock on their door and be like, hey, can I get a jump this late? Because it's a weeknight. It's like Thursday night. Um, And so I call up Morgan who just landed. I'm like, hey, buddy, get a cab. I got a problem. Uh, And so I'm sitting there. I don't know what to do. And so I call my dad because I'm freaking out. And, you know, despite being 27, that's what you do when you freak out. Um, and my dad goes, call, call a tow truck. They'll jump you. I'm like, okay, great. That's easy. So I call a tow truck, he jumps the, uh, jumps the van. I drive about 30 feet and it dies again, completely dead. And I'm like, what's is Do I need a new battery? And he's like, no, man, this is your alternator. And I'm like, oh no. And he's like, yeah, your alternator is dead, which means you need a new truck or a new alternator. And there's no, I mean, he obviously doesn't a have one with him or B camp. You put it in also like all the mechanics are closed. There ain't no 24 hour mechanic or anything like that. And we're supposed to be shooting, you know, cameras start setting up at like five 30 in the morning. Right. And so I'm just screwed. And so I'm talking to this guy and I made the mistake of mentioning that Hey, I'm I'm working on an indie film, and as soon as they hear film, they're like, you know, this guy's like dollar signs ching in his eyes because as soon as everybody <laughs> realizes that you have a camera in there, they they kind of want a piece of whatever you have, and which is, I mean, I guess I get, but it was just kind of annoying because we found that a couple times. Um, you know, say you're planning a wedding, they'll give you better rates. It's nuts, and uh, and so this guy is looking at me, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm 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 really screwed here. Like, how much would it cost you to? to tow me across town and he quoted me something ridiculous like like 1500 bucks because he knew I was, I was screwed yeah because i needed right. it and like i was just dumb and kind of freaking out and i like mentioned that i needed it and he's like looking at me and i, I was like okay what are my other options here and he goes well i mean not really any of them your alternator is gone which means that if the rpms on that drove drop below 2000 about the it'll die and there's nothing you can do and i said wait a sec you just said that if I keep the RPMs above 2000, it'll stay on. And he goes, well, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm going to pay for one more jump. Go ahead. Jump me. Right. And so smash cut to me. And this is not a stick, by the way, this thing is an automatic, like revving the engine. Like, and as soon as I had to slow down, slamming it into neutral, grinding the gears and just revving the hell out of it and pumping the brakes with my other foot, like this big cloud of steam behind me. Like I'm trying to drag race somebody in this big white van, um, all the way across Chicago onto the highway. I managed to parallel park the damn thing in front of the bar we were shooting at the next morning, like three in the morning, took a cab home and got like an hour and a half of sleep and then came back and shot for 12 hours. It was absolutely bonkers. Um, you know, uh, but I suppose that's the, the the joy of being executive producer is, you know, um, within your artistic partnership, you have a lot of say. Uh, the the shit part of that is that if something goes wrong, it is up to you and nobody else to fix it. <laughs> um, so we had moments like that. Uh, and there were a lot of times where like the overlap responsibilities got a bit much. And Morgan helped a lot with that. Um, our post-production process also just because we had enough money to get really talented people, but not enough money to get them to focus solely on our project. Took a long time, um, was was really very arduous, uh, um, you know, uh, and we worked with brilliant, talented people who, you know, did Herculean tasks for way less money than they should ever be paid. Um, but but just the, the length of that process and keeping everyone kind of rallied around a central vision and enthusiastic about it was, I would say, uh, you know, in the long term, one of the bigger challenges.
kind of like that whole, uh, you know, when you when you own a house. It's, it, that's exactly right. <laughs> so it's yours, but if something breaks, that's yours too. You know, that's it's rough. Yeah. yeah. Oof, man. For the record, when I when I parked oh, the van, right. I got out and like I couldn't believe that I'd made it. And at three in the morning in Little Italy, I'm like standing in the center of the street, like shouting. I think I shouted, "I am a sex god," because I was just feeling really good. Um, and somebody somebody <laughs> stuck their head out the window and yelled, "Shut up!" Which is pretty fair, you know. It's three in the morning, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I don't know how you got through the next day. You you essentially didn't get any sleep, and then of course you're on camera the all day i remember that day we we did the bar scene and then we did the scene right right yeah we did the band we said when we found gilda yeah it was <laughs> i uh i morgan had just gotten into town and we initially planned to go out and like you know we hadn't seen each other for a bit and we were all really excited and we both went home and just fell asleep for uh, i think as many hours as we could before the next shooting day which is only about seven but you know it, it felt like a lot more than that comparatively <laughs> to the night before so yeah, man. Oof, man. Tons of fun. Tons Carol's of fun. Of filmmaking. <laughs> um, well, the next two questions are kind of similar, so I just I'm cutting one, and it'll just be the the one instead of two similar ones. Um, so, I mean, the the movie's already getting a good buzz. Um, it's been featured in several uh, film festivals and it's already won some, uh, it's a best horror feature at the Manhattan film festival 2018 and best feature at freak show horror film festival 2018. And again, several others. Um, so the last question was, you know, what was the biggest challenge? What's been the biggest reward um, of it? And, you know, especially seeing the positive uh, response and the positive exposure it's been getting at the film fest and winning the awards and stuff. You know, for me, it's what I find most rewarding is just seeing it with a crowd. You know, like this was this, I don't know if private is the right word, but you know, for a long time you're working on this thing, but you're not seeing it with an audience. And you know, when the first times we started playing it for an audience, like when we did the, the cast and crew screening or when it um, premiered at the Manhattan Film Festival, just hearing people have the right reaction, you know, like they're laughing in the places we were hoping someone would laugh and like being scared in the places we were hoping people would be scared. You know, like that's just incredibly rewarding. Um, and now if we're starting to see, you know, reviews and feedback and yeah, the awards and things. I mean, like, like people like it, which is just, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. You know, I think that there's something about taking so much time to very meticulously, piece by piece craft this world, you know, and from the very beginning, from what it was, you know, just this story that kept me up at night that I couldn't get out of my head all the way up to production and bringing on partners who added to that, to that dream and, you know, and really kind of helmed uh, their parts of it and, and finally being able to put it out and share it. So it, it isn't like David, like you were saying, this private thing so that other people finally know, you know, the things that I know about it, or, or at least some of them. And, and, and the fact that it, it has been, positively received and, and that that people enjoy diving into this this world that we've built is i don't know again i mean like as someone who wants to tell stories for a living there's there's not much better than that you know um the juice was it was worth the squeeze and it was a lot of squeeze as you can hear but it it, it ultimately like <laughs> years of squeezing. years of squeezing 
but yeah, um, I'd say for me, my, my answer kind of falls in line with David's. I think it's, it's good to get it out there and have other people be able to enjoy it, you know, as <laughs> hopefully. Um. Nice. Um, can you, can you yeah, also yeah, hear me level wise? Is everything good? Yeah. Okay, cool. It got funky on my side. So just checking. Um, so, um, after seeing the movie, technically I've seen it twice now. Um, you know, I can kind of see it going in, uh, future installments. Are there any plans for a sequel? Uh, are you just trying to get through this cycle first well, and see what happens? Well, you know, if I had my druthers, I mean, cause it's kind of an origin story of sorts. Um, you know, and for any Netflix slash Showtime executives listening, uh, you know, I'd, I'd really love to make it into something uh, a bit more serialized. I mean, technically speaking, somewhere in the depths of my computer, I have about five seasons of like story arc plotted out um, just because I do think uh, that for for me, at least and for our team, this is our take on a, a pretty tried and true genre where there's a lot of meat, and a lot of fun world building stuff that we could do. So hopefully, you know, um, this this leads to. Uh, some some more hunter content i mean it it, it probably would de- depend on how far we get with this iteration of it um but <laughs> if anybody sees a film really likes it and uh, wants to fund some future installments we will happily take that call i mean that yeah. that was in our conversations from the beginning really was the idea that that this story we're telling is a piece of a larger story it's a beginning right. in a lot of ways um, and so as we were approaching story questions and, you know, how do we approach it, thinking about this, you know, it's an origin story. And so, so what does it mean to tell an origin story, you know, and, and an origin story implies the beginning of a thing, right? You, that there's more there. And I, I think, I think there's a potential for an awful lot of really interesting stories from Hunter in the future. Yes. Yeah, I kind of picked up on those vibes. So, I, yeah, some people have like sounds like Jason has a lot of uh, thought and detail that he could carry on, and some people are like, "Ah, eh, we'll figure it out." You know, if this is a hit, we'll go to the. Well, next you know, one I mean, I think so. to a certain extent, it's 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 part of the um, the process. Like David, I I don't want to speak for you, but I know that I couldn't in getting as excited and in depth to this story as we did for so long. I feel like you know, if your brain is the storytelling type, you know what comes next naturally flows. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, just going to happen. Like I didn't Absolutely. have to, you know, David, oh, I know yeah. that, that we've talked about it a couple of times. Like I, I personally didn't have to sit down and be like, okay, well what happens after this? I, I just started writing. Cause again, I'm like, well, I know what happens after this and I have to write it so I can stop thinking about it and think about other things. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say next? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess where where are we in in the stages with the with the film? Like, what are the immediate plans? Uh, is there um, you know a theatrical release planned, or is it going to be straight to video? You know, is it streaming? Uh, when you know, when when Absolutely. and where can people so, check So uh, we are doing our U.S. and Canada release uh, on February twelfth. So in six days from the date of this recording, although. Probably by the time this is up, uh, you might be either really close to or after the date. Um, you can see it on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, uh, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Redbox, 
couple different big retailers. Um, so like a lot of films now, uh, you know, even from the bigger studios, we are skipping our theatrical release and going straight to video just because most most people watch most of their content on streaming currently. Um, and uh, and so so, yeah, that's a that's where they can see it. Um, so really, uh, the goal was to make it as accessible to as many people as possible right off the bat. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let me see here. Cool. So do, is there, um, where, where can people find out about the movie on social? Um, is there a dedicated social media for, for the movie? And also uh, you guys, like where can people find Absolutely. out more about you guys as well? Um, so uh, check out our website, www.hunterfilmchicago.com, um, you know, which has links to everything. But on Facebook, we're Hunter the Film. It'll pop right up. Instagram is Hunter the Film. Uh, I believe our Twitter is at Hunter Van Elsen, which is the character's last name. Um, and we have all of our, our reviews uh, as they come out or posted there. We have little uh, sneak peeks of some footage that's not in the trailer. We have the trailer itself. Um, any information that you can want or need is, is up there. Um, in terms of uh, our social, my, my Twitter handle is actually uh, at ihuntvampires.com or uh, at ihuntvampires. That's my, uh, that's my Twitter handle if people want to follow me. Uh, and as for me, my Twitter handle is uh, Dave, I think it's David underscore Tarleton. Um, and uh, you can also go to my website and find links to everything, which is davidtarleton.com. Cool. Well, um, I think that's about it for the, the interview. That's uh, clocked in in about 45 minutes. So that was a good little chat. Um, so this uh, we'll post this on the 8th. And, um, you know, we'll post this on our website and our Instagram and all that kind of stuff and give everybody the links and all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, so I appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, any final just, thoughts? Just want to say, uh, you know, we're so excited to talk to you, you know, um, uh, thanks so much for having us on, on the, uh, on the podcast. Like it's, uh, it's been really good to chat with you and we can't wait to hear the episode when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. It's, you know, nice to get to know you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, sorry we couldn't get the full crew, but uh, I think I told Jason sometimes coordinated four schedules is just chaotic, especially when we're all out of state and everything. So, um, and also, you know, tell Morgan we missed him as well. And um, yeah, but everybody check out Hunter uh, when it comes out February 12th and, um, you know, be on all the major platforms and um, support indie, indie film. And uh, thanks Jason so much, and David, thanks for stopping by and we appreciate it. Thanks so much.